This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my god, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. We're gonna get right in it. No cold opens, no bullshit, no interview. Just you and me and the Sharp Tongue Podcast. And Chaplin, he's here as well. <laughs> it's a day late and a dollar short with your girl Jessie May. I'm sitting here in my hotel. I'm staying at the Ludlow in New York City. I'm so excited to be back here, even though it gives me minor anxiety to be in these New York City streets ever since living the laid-back lifestyle of L.A. Even though I lived in New York City for a decade, I feel like a fucking stranger. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys know. Let's let, let me let you guys know where I'm going to be. Hey, next week, if you should find yourself in the Bahamas, hop on my cruise ship. What do you want, Chaplin? Oh, Jesus. Every, it's like my dogs know when I'm doing shit that I have to focus on. When they want to like, they, you know, they're like, look at me, look at me. If you find yourself in the Bahamas next week, I'm going to be performing on a cruise. <laughs> I'm going to be performing on the Kid Rock cruise. The Kid Rock chilling the most cruise. Um, my boyfriend and I both agreed that he really missed the mark on naming it. I thought it should have been um, cruising for a boozing. And he said that it should be... Um, cruise it or lose it (laughs) we obviously should not be in charge of naming things but i think our titles are pretty good so i'm gonna be opening for kid rock i don't even know what i'm doing you know people ask me like today i was i'll tell you why i'm in new york city in a little bit but while i was at the production today they were like so what are you doing on the cruise and i was like i don't know i don't even know how many shows i have you know, like, I, I don't even know where I'm performing. I don't know if I'm opening for Kid Rock. I, I don't know if I have my own, like, little comedy showroom. I, I don't even know, like, how, <laughs> where I'm supposed to go. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so I am excited because it's going to be a fucking challenge. Uh, so I'm going to be on the Kid Rock Cruise and where else am I going to be? I'm going to be at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. April 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. I'm going to be doing the Seven Deadly Sins show. I'm also going to be doing a live uh, broadcast of the 420 show my uh, on 420 for the Hilarious podcast that will be coming out on 420. There's so much confusion. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so I'll be at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. The schedule should be up soon. End of May, the 24th, 25th, and 26th of May. I'm going to be in Seattle. I'll be at the Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington, more specifically. Beginning of August, the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I'll be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. And September 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, I'm going to be at the Comic Strip in Edmonton at the West Edmonton Mall in O Canada. I'm going to try and get me some of that maple syrup. You know what I'm talking about? Some of that syrup. So... I, uh, and there'll be more dates to come. Those are just the ones that are on my calendar right now. I feel like Joan Rivers from her documentary, uh, a piece of work when she's looking at her calendar and it's just blank white space staring back at her and she's having just a panic attack over the lack of work. This business is either feast or fucking famine. Unless you're at a Seinfeld level, you're always on the hustle. And you know, I love what I do. I fucking love it. Right now I'm sitting in this great hotel. I've got my dog on my lap who's currently like literally his nose is right near my crotch. I have pants on, but still the proximity is there regardless of the thickness of the denim. Uh, and I'm, I'm in this beautiful city and it's great. I get to travel. It takes me all over the place. But damn, it does not come without some difficulties. <laughs> like you got to deal with your shitty coworker Sharon. I've got to deal with like not getting sleep ever because I'm in a different bed all the time or, you know, um, getting sick constantly because I'm on different airplanes and people find it necessary to open their assholes and, and d crop dust airplanes all the time and pick their nose and choose that time when they're on the airplane to cough with their mouth wide open. How, how are you raised? Where were you raised in, uh, by a pack of wolves in a barn also by a pack of, of, of monsters. Is that how you were raised? Just by a whole bunch of assholes that don't even have any rules? Literally, were you raised by an asshole? Just a, just a gaping butt. <laughs> so, actually, I'm going to crack open this window. I don't know if you guys can hear the New York City, the ambient noises, but the ambient noises of New York City sound like somebody's being murdered, a crackhead's trying to order more crack, or they are mad about their orders. Like, Tyrone, I know you're home at 3 a.m. Um, it also sounds like police sirens, angry cabs, crackheads, children's laughter, which is always strange when you're in, like, the, the 47th floor. You're like, how am I hearing children's laughter? Is this the sound of ghost children, or is there a playground on the roof that I'm unaware of? Um, I just farted. Sorry. Uh, you guys can't hear it because it's so far away. Let, let's get a good one. <laughs> I won't know until I listen to this afterwards if you actually heard that. But back to this Kid Rock Chill on the Most cruise. You're probably like, how the fuck do you even get booked on something like that? And this goes back to the whole feast or famine situation in this industry. You just have to take the gigs. And, you know, that was like Joan Rivers' whole school of thought as well where she's like, she doesn't say no to anything. She said, she said yes to all of her work. I said she doesn't say no like she's still alive. She's since passed away. Um, if you don't know who she is, 
look her up. She was an amazing comedian. And you know what? You can still say is an amazing comedian because her, her art still lives on in documentaries and the internet and, you know, movies and all that shit. But it's just like, you know, you take the gig. You just take the fucking gig, regardless if it's the gig you want to do. But I'm kind of excited because this gig's going to be a challenge. I've never done a cruise ship before. I have a lot of friends who work cruise ships. Cruise ships. I don't know what just... You know, my mouth always just gives up on me. Um, it doesn't give up on my boyfriend. hey I have never worked on a cruise ship. Um, I'm interested to see what Kid Rock's crowd is like. You know, I don't know if it's going to be like you know, older people that are reliving when Kid Rock was, like, really killing it. But I've heard he puts on a damn good show. I've heard this from multiple people, that he's a very entertaining performer and talented. And so I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Like, I have, I think I have two shows, okay? That's what my contract says. And it's a five-day cruise. So I'm forcing, um, I'm forcing my man to come along and uh, whether he wants to or not. <laughs> because just being alone on the Kid Rock cruise doesn't ring, uh, it doesn't ring safe to me. I mean, not that I expect to be like beat up and attacked, but I don't know, maybe it's just like that being uh, somebody who's been um, mugged before. I've been mugged like three times, attempted mugged. Uh, they didn't get anything from me, but when I've been attempted mugged before and a victim of trauma in my past life, maybe I'm always on the defense and just assuming I'm going to get attacked because that's what's happened in the past. It's just par for the course. And uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see if I'm actually opening for him. Like, am I going to be on stage before Kid Rock goes out? I have no idea. You know, I can't answer these questions. <laughs> and like, nobody ever has details. Like, even here coming to New York, I came here to film uh, a commercial for one of the shows that I taped a few months ago. I told you guys I I came to New York to film kind of like a graduation show for Girl Code. It's kind of like Girl Code uh, for adults. And so for that show, we had to do a commercial. So a company, Icebreakers Gum or, you know, mints, whatever you want to refer to them as, hired me to do a commercial. So that's why I was in, a, in New York filming that. And so, you know, this whole month has been kind of crazy travel-wise. Like, okay, let me break down my travel for you. So I flew from L.A. to Syracuse for one night to surprise my mom. Um, went there. This bitch is so cute. She had cheese, crackers, and grapes and a bottle of wine, Pinot Noir, out for your girl. Um, actually, it wasn't Pinot Noir. It was a type of wine that is my favorite wine, more so than Pinot Noir. It's this wine. If you can find it, it's so hard to find. You, ha- you have to try it if you're a red wine drinker. A red wine drinker. <laughs> it's called Nero Davila, and it's a Sicilian red, and it's so delicious. Not every single brand is delicious, but this specific brand was really good. Um, I forgot what the fuck it was called. I think it was like Prodingo. I'll I'll look it up. I'll look up in my photos. It was called like Prodingo. I tried to Google it and they didn't have any internet, um, any internet presence. Okay. I found the photo. It's called Prodigo. Oh, I was close. Prodigo Nero de Avila. 
You must try it. She had the wine out for me. My mom knows me so well. She didn't even put that wine in a wine glass because she knows I don't, I don't roll like that. I keep it classy in my own way. I drink it out of a coffee mug. That way, when you're drinking it, it could be 10 a.m. It could be 5 p.m. No one's going to judge you. They're going to think you're having coffee, being productive. Nah, bitch, having red wine, being amazing. <laughs> so I had a cute little night with my mom, chilled with her, and then I had a drive to my gig, and I had a gig in Altoona, Pennsylvania, um, because in the middle of doing like these weekends at comedy clubs, I'm booking smaller venues to keep working on my hour because if I have a weekend free and I don't get up on stage, I'm missing that stage time to work on my special. And so it just makes more sense for me to get as much work in as I can to get these jokes as tight as I, as I possibly can so I can film them for you guys so you can enjoy them everywhere if you can't get to see me live. So I went to Altoona, Pennsylvania, which was amazing. <laughs> it was a really uh, fun place. It was at the Grand Hotel. We right in the courtyard there. A lot of um, loud people. A couple hecklers. Steve. Steve was there in his sport jacket. He had actually it wasn't even a sport jacket. It was like a windbreaker pullover, half zip. <laughs> I mean, what am I like a forensics? What am I investigator? How do I remember these details? Then there was a drunk in the back who stood up the whole time yelling at me. George, shout out to George. Um, my girl Jolinda, who was burnt to a crisp, so tan. Jolinda, no offense, girl, way too tan. You're tanning away your emotions and your feelings. And uh, she did tell me she had lost like 150 pounds which is you know so she's figuring her life out she's like let me lose this weight so I can love myself a little bit more but she's still going to the tanning salon every day legit y'all Jolinda I'm sorry if you're listening you're the color of beef jerky and that shit's not healthy and I told you I made a I made a you make a bet with me or more of a, um, uh, a deal if you will I gave you a joint if you would try to not tan for a month I hope you're keeping up your end of the deal because I gave away one of my delicious joints for that shit. Okay, girl? I don't know if you know, but that shit is, like, legit. Especially when you're traveling, it's hard to get grass in all these places. Um, so, shout out to Jolinda. And then I had a show the next night in this place called Logansport, Indianapolis. <laughs> Marty Caproni, my homeboy, my brother from another mother, came with me. These shows were produced by my boy Dan Frigolette, who I've known for years. Syracuse native. And um, we had Mia Harmon as well, uh, Mia Hammond on the show, which was fun. And so we all went to Logansport, Indianapolis at this theater called the State Theater. Small, teeny little place and definitely haunted. The shit felt like it, it had ghosts of Christmas pass up in it, roaming the halls everywhere. Chaplin took a shit in the green room because he's such a classy dog. <laughs> Luckily, Chaplin shits are like little Tootsie Rolls. They really, really are. Him and I have the same poops. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That was a great crowd, small crowd. That's what I'm looking for, small, cute, intimate venues. So if any of you have a small, cute, intimate venue in your hometown that you know of, please shoot me a message, Comedy at gmail.com. Let me know. I will come there, and I don't care if it's a 20-seat, 50-seat shadow box. I'm just looking to do as much stage time as I can. As I can. You hear my Syracuse accent coming out there. Uh, so... Then from Indianapolis, I decided to surprise my man for Easter because we were supposed to have an Easter gig. Sorry for everybody who was going to come out to the Irvine Theater in uh, Indiana, Indianapolis. The, the, the owner or booker canceled on us last minute. That wasn't our fault. 
that was the, the other, the booker's fault. Um, not Dan Frigolette, but whoever runs the theater canceled on us last minute. I think he didn't do as much promotion as he should have, and it was Easter, so he's like, fuck it. So I took that opportunity to coordinate with my man's wife. I mean, my man's wife? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> my man's mom, not wife. Uh, that should be my place. Uh, my man's mom and his sister. And I surprised him in Kansas because it was actually, like, logistically wise. Is that a – wow, is that a word? I don't even know. Logistically speaking – Going from Indianapolis to Kansas made more sense than going from Indianapolis to New York City, which was my next stop. So after I looked through all the logistics and technical points of, of travel, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go surprise him because he deserves it because he's a good man. Ladies, get you a good man. Quit dating the scrubs. Quit dating the scrubs. No more scrubs. No more motherfuckers you got to take care of. No more motherfuckers you got to make excuses for. No more motherfuckers who make you feel less of a person by just hanging out with them. Stop it. Enough is enough. You can't fix these dudes. You cannot fix these fools. And the same goes for men. Dating women that are dependent and emasculating and demanding and don't provide anything for you. And also aren't working at all. Bitch, get a job. Motherfucker, get a job. It is nobody else's job to take care of your ass once you're, you know, your mother kicks you out the nest. Once you're like 18 years old and you're old enough to get a job, drive your ass to work, and also get some insurance, figure your life out. <laughs> I just, I, I want that for everybody. I want everybody who is a good person to start dating people they deserve. It's all about self-worth, y'all. You know, once in a while on these podcasts, I have to drop a little knowledge. Because what's the point in learning about yourself? If you're not going to share it for other people, let them know, hey, you can come out on the other side. You don't have to date motherfuckers who call you ugly. <laughs> I dated this dude once who told me, actually my ex, who was you know, the one that I have a restraining order against, who said that I was ugly. And I, and I kept dating him. Like, what? You got to love yourself. You have to love yourself first before anybody else can. And not that I didn't love myself. You know, that takes a while to figure out as an adult. You know, I loved myself, but not 100%. I still was going through some shit myself. And sometimes it takes going through a horrible, just challenging situation for you to wake the fuck up. Have your aha Oprah moment where you're like, aha, I don't need your ass. Bye-bye. And so that's kind of, you know where I'm at in life and that's where I want other people to be at as well because it's it's just do you really want to waste your time with somebody who all they do is bring negative energy into your life because negativity will ruin your work productivity it will ruin your ability to sleep it will ruin your relationships with everybody else in your life and it will get you chimples do you want chimples bitch I don't think so (laughs) Stress is no good through and through from your family relationships right to your skin. That shit is legit. And most of stress, besides it being an internal thing that we're going through on our own, if we're riddled with anxiety, most stress comes from external uh, stimuli and external elements, i.e. assholes. So it's time to shave those assholes right off your leg. Not that you have assholes growing on your leg, but just figuratively speaking. And step up into the new you, the new you that knows you deserve somebody good. I didn't go to college for psychology. I'm not a therapist. I'm not claiming to know everything. 
I do know what I've been through and I do know what's important to me and I do know what I deserve and I deserve a good man. And that's why I went and surprised my man in Kansas because he's a good man. And um, so his, his sister and I were texting. I was like, all right, I'm real close. So make him go to the door. And, she, and I didn't see the text message, but afterwards I realized she told me not to ring the doorbell because she wanted to tell him to go get something outside and be weird if she said get something outside and I'd ring the doorbell. And he'd be like, well, was somebody at the door? Anyways, I rang the doorbell. And I ducked down because she's got, like, 75 windows in the front of the house. <laughs> so I, like, I can't imagine if, if her neighbors were looking out the door at the time that I was squatting underneath it. If anyone even called the police, like, hey, there's, um, there's a, a skinny white lady who is, I don't know if she's taking a shit on my neighbor's doorstep, but it looks, it looks a little curious. <laughs> so I squatted. And then he opened the door, and just as I went to go, like, say, Happy Easter, he had turned his head back into the house so he didn't see it was me because he was looking at the dog. And then I was like, Happy. And then he kind of looked at me like, Whoa, what? And I was like, Easter. And then in my mind, he cried. He didn't cry, but he definitely was emotional, even though he's denying it. I saw some, um, definitely a little bit of watering going on in the eyes and some hyperventilation and uh, a little bit of sobbing. No. <laughs> kidding but he was very happy to see me and it was nice because uh you know I've only been able to hang out with his family one other time before because they live in Kansas and my schedule's so crazy and he's so busy doing his thing that um I haven't been able to really like bond with his family and get to know them and they're fun and all amazing in their own ways so we had a a, yo a meal like I haven't had in a long time because I've been on the road. I ate Chick-fil-A the day before and almost sharded all over the car in the car rental because I don't eat that shit. And my body's like, what are you putting into us right now? That's the downside of trying to eat healthy and, and, and eating a healthy uh, diet regularly. When you try and put that fast food shit in your system, you, it's like almost shart city immediately for me. I already have digestive issues. <laughs> Throw some Chick-fil-A in this body and it's like... <laughs> so... And the day before uh, Chick-fil-A, I had like, God, what did I have? Just some bullshit food. It, oh, Fridays. I had TGI Fridays in Altoona, Pennsylvania. I had salmon that tasted like Altoona. It was confusing. And so, you know, I sat down and his mom made prime rib. I know you guys probably don't want to hear me describe food because some of you are probably hungry not right now listening to me talk. But let me tell you all what was on the menu. Oh, God, it was so good. I've thought about this meal Ever since I've eaten it, I'm, I'm, I'm a fat girl stuck inside a skinny girl's body. And I know a lot of you girls out there hear that and you're like, fuck you, bitch. I'm sorry. I maintain this figure by shitting nine times a day. So, you know, it's all, it's all balanced in the end. Prime rib. It was marinated in like the tears of angels. I don't even know. The shit was so juicy. Um, creamed corn. Baked potato. A salad, a shrimp, a shrimp salad, a spinach salad with like candied bacon on it. I'm sorry. Who candied bacon? It's like, do you like money wrapped in money? That's what candy bacon, candied, a candied bacon is. And I don't even fuck with bacon. I don't really fuck with meat that much. But I was so starving that I just I I shoveled everything into my mouth. There also was. Um, Let's see. Um, we had potatoes, prime rib. Oh, my God. Deviled eggs. Holy fuck. Hold the door. Keep the door open because I am running out into the front lawn and I'm going to do six jumping jacks and 17 
karate kicks. Did you just say deviled eggs, bitch? Yes, I did. I love a deviled egg. I don't know what it is, but when somebody puts that out at a party, I'm like, this person cares about me. (laughs) So I had a delicious deviled egg. I I didn't have one. My boyfriend made fun of me because of all the shit that I ate. I have four deviled eggs. That's a lot. (laughs) It was just so delicious. Like, I ate all of it. I almost ate the fat that was on the prime rib. But I stopped because I thought that'd be a little gluttonous, you know? But I ate all of it, and I've, I've dreamt about it since I shoved it in my mouth on Easter. Um, and then I had to go the next day. I could only stay for a little bit of time. But you know what? If, if you got somebody that is good, you got to make it work. You got to stick in that time where you can. So it was well worth the travel. And then I came to New York, and I've been here since Monday, filming that commercial I told you guys about. And, yo, I don't know if you guys have seen on my Instagram story. I'm on Instagram, at Jessie Mae Peluso. I'm also on Twitter, at Queefy Mae. And uh, I also have a Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash comedian Jessie Mae Peluso. But I don't know if you guys follow my Instagram story, but I went out with my girl Jules last night. And I... (laughs) I was like, you know, we were at dinner. This really good place, I think, Sushumai, down in the lower, uh, I think, like, East Village. Sushumai. Sushumai. Shumai. Yeah, Sushumai. (laughs) I'm going to say it seven more times. And it's like a dim sum place. If you haven't had dim dim sum, yo, if you find a good dim sum place, hit me up because dim sum is delicious. And so we're eating, having delicious um, sushi and some dim sum with my girl Jules, who I've known since I was 17, almost, and I can't believe I can say this, almost 20 years I've known this girl. I'm 35. I look so good. Um, the only wrinkles I have are around the ring of my butthole, so you better recognize. And so we're sitting there having, having dinner, and I said to her, I was like, yo, I was telling her about my connection that I've had with this Alzheimer's organization and how I'm starting to get more into uh, aligning myself with charities and stuff that are um, in the Alzheimer's community because it's, it's something that, that is important to me now. I want to learn more about it. I've been learning about it. So I've been reaching out to various organizations, and this one in particular was just... It, they took time to send me literature and, and a couple videos and such. And so the color purple, um, not the movie, the, the actual color, represents Alzheimer's. I was like, let's get a purple heart because purple's her favorite color. Even though there's like a little crossover for the purple heart being representative of the military, there's still that connection to Alzheimer's because the color represents uh, the, the awareness, awareness for the disease and, and charities that represent it. And so she was like, yeah, let's get a tattoo. So... We go, we finish our dinner real quick, found a place in the East Village. Boom. Take an Uber all the way over there. And then we get there. We're talking to the dude. He, he draws out a heart, two hearts. Mine's a little bit bigger than hers. And so we go downstairs. Chris was our, our boy's name at the Village Tattoo Shop. Shout out to Chris. And he's like, who's going to go first? And I was like, uh, and Jules is like, well, I'll go first. It's funny how life works out. And she was saying this as well. So she goes first. Tattoo takes like five minutes. Chris is a pro. Okay, Jules is bleeding out a little bit because we had a bottle of sake at dinner. But what are you going to do? We're badass bitches. Okay, we bleed. And so 
she's done. And then he's ta- telling her about care. Now, Jules and I have a lot of tattoos. She's got like six or seven. I've got like ten. Even though you get those tattoos, sometimes you forget what the specific care is because the last time I got a tattoo, even though, well, it wasn't that long ago. It was when I was driving cross-country, stopped in Denver, got the tattoo artist high, and he fucked up my tattoo. That's on my wrist, my shooting star. Uh, I still forgot what the care was when I got the tattoo then, and I can't even tell you what it is now, and I just was at the tattoo shop last night. So he's telling Jules, he's like, all right, you know, you got to put the aquaphor on it, keep it clean and da 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 don't soak in any water no beaches no pools blah 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 and i was like wait what i was like no beaches no pools he's like yeah and i was like yo i'm gonna be at the kid rock cruise next week and jules just looks at me freshly tattooed (laughs) one half of our matching tattoo and the dude was like, no, you could die. And I was like, no, it's such a small tattoo. He's like, no, you could die. There's so much bacteria in the ocean. You can't go in there with an open wound like that, not, especially not a tattoo. It's just too risky. And I was like, I'm not going to die. He's like, what if you do die? And I was like, shit, what if I die? And I just looked at Jules, and I'm like, Jules, she's like, did I just get a matching tattoo alone? <laughs> so I decided to not get the tattoo <laughs> I felt so bad. But Jules is like, yeah, a good thing I said something. Also, a good thing I went first. <coughs> Wait. <laughs> so I opted out because I want to be able to enjoy the cruise and have a fun time without worrying about if I'm getting septic shock from my tattoo infection. I don't know if you guys knew that 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 was a possibility, uh, but it is, and it's real. Even if you have a small tattoo, you have a risk. You have a risk of getting an infection. Some guy last year died. He got a thigh tattoo, and he went on a cruise, was in the ocean, and got septic and fucking died. So it's real. So I am glad that we caught that, and obviously the universe wants to keep me alive yet again because I uh, dodged that death ball. Can you imagine if I died because of the Kid Rock Cruise? What a horrible way to go out. Bob with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, dick sex, the boogie, said goodbye, the boogie. I don't even know what what song. Uh, is that how it goes? Bob with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, 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 six. <laughs> My name is Kid. <laughs> what if I come out on stage and that's just how I open up my comedy set. You think that would work out, okay? Ba with the ba. Let's hear a little bit of it. Hold on. Let's see if you guys can hear it. Oh, shit. There's some major feedback. No, you guys can't hear it. Fuck it. I'll play it. That'll be the episode song. You guys are already deep in. You've already figured it out because it was playing in the beginning. That's how I figure out the music. I always figure it out afterwards to see what I'm going to play. Now I know what I'm going to play. My name is Key. He holds that for a long time, if I can remember correctly. That's a long breath. I wonder if he does a lot of breath exercises to be able to maintain that one long note. My name. I'm going to try it. Let's see how long I can go because I can look at my timer right now. My name is Jay. 
I forgot how long it was. (laughs) Oh my God, what is happening? I can't, is it, is there something wrong with me that I can just sit in a hotel room and talk into a computer by myself with a dog on my lap this long? Like I've, I've thought about this. Like my friend Marty Caproni, who I've urged to get a podcast because he talks so fucking much. He's the only other person I know that talks as much as I do. And now that I'm sitting here doing this alone, I'm wondering like maybe I'm on the spectrum. Maybe I got a touch of the tism, even if that's a real thing. And it's not brought on by all the vaccinations that this country continuously uh, decides to put into our children. Maybe, maybe I have a touch of the tism or maybe I'm, maybe I spent a lot of time alone as a child and uh, I just learned how to talk to myself. I, I think I remember telling you guys before that I used to record myself in my bedroom on a radio. You know when you had to press, you put the cassette tape in and you press record and you would record it on the cassette tape? I have those. I have to figure out if I can get those like digitally transferred somehow because I used to do impressions. I specifically remember one when I was like, I am Count Dracula. And I did like seven different characters alone. Like that's a multiple personality disorder, right? That's not like an entertaining child. (laughs) I wonder what my neighbors in this hotel think just hearing me laugh. They're like, oh, she must have friends over. Nope. She's turning her multiple personalities, y'all. That's it. Okay. That's, that's all it is. Oh my God. Julie just sent me a, a message. We got matching tats. Oh, wait, we didn't. What's the name of the dive? I'm so, oh, she was asking me about a bar I told her to look at. Hey, my new tattoo is looking so cute. How's yours looking? <laughs> I don't have a tattoo, Julie, because I don't want to die a septic. I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, speaking of dying, I, my new book, I always try and uh, share the things that I enjoy. The wine, the food, the movies. <clears throat> One of my favorite new books that I'm reading is a James Patterson. I never thought I would read a James Patterson. Now, he's like one of the most successful um, uh, authors there are. I I really think he's like one of the top selling authors in the world. And uh, I decided like, you know, because I read that you, in order to increase your brain activity, not in order to, but one of the, the best things you can do to keep your brain strong and and learn new shit is to read, specifically reading novels, because your brain has to create the environment that the author writes about. Because in nonfiction, everything that exists, you already kind of know. It's not like your brain has to map out a new territory. Like when an author is in in a novel is describing a house, your brain maps it and then when the author's describing the way somebody looks your brain is creating that and so that's why it kind of improves your brain synapses and keeps your mind sharp a couple other things that keep keeps your mind sharp that I, I looked up on this neurological website um alter um learning a new language learning an instrument I can play the butt flute pretty well as you guys have heard a couple times Using your non-dominant hand just for simple tasks like brushing your teeth. I mean, I tried it and I I felt like I was drunk. Um, Using it to eat, barely got any food in my mouth, but I attempted. Using it to masturbate, felt like somebody else was in the room, and they were. Um, uh, What else? You know, using it to high-five. 
whatever. Um, travel improves your brain synapses, exposes you to new cultures and territory and language, which just makes your mind work a little bit quicker and, and, and just makes you, it literally makes you smarter. And there's a bunch of other shit. Um, there's like 10 top things, but those are just a few, few fuckers to look into because I want you guys to be the best you. And uh, I haven't really watched too much horror. That's kind of my jam. I usually, you know, tell you guys what my favorite horror movies are. And uh, I've just have decided to read a little bit more. But I have watched some interesting shit on Netflix. Uh, I watched The Ritual, which is really good. I don't know if any, it's a newer one. I think they just put it out. <clears throat> Hush. I don't know if you guys have seen Hush. Hush is pretty dope. This girl's like deaf. And this guy like gets in her house and it's, it's wild what happens. The invitation, yo, the invitation is messed up. That'll definitely mess you up for, for a little bit. An older one that I've pumped out before that I love is Teeth. Teeth is fucked up. The Descent is good. Um, one that's really messed up is called the uh, Starry Eyes. There's so many good. Uh, the, a newer one that I saw, Little Evil, with, oh, God, what the fuck is that guy's name? Uh, Adam, uh, Adam, oh, the fuck, is, you guys know him. He's got that very pronounced nose. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. So it's like a horror comedy. That one was a lot of fucking fun. Really enjoyed that one. And, of course, you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast, one of my favorite is The Troll Hunter. You got to check out The Troll Hunter. I mean, that shit is just, like, legit beyond legit. It's, it's too much fun. There's a lot of great movies, horror movies, that come out of Scandinavia. Believe it or not, you should look into some of that shit. Rare Exports is pretty dope. Uh, what else have I watched? Oh, my God. <laughs> what have I watched? Um, I've watched... Uh, God, I can't... What else? Is, the creep is okay. Creep is pretty interesting. Um, there's one out that I want to see that I haven't seen called Raw. That looks pretty good. It looks kind of fucked up. The Babadook is just classic. You should definitely watch The Babadook. Oculus is pretty dope, too. Uh, the other one I want to watch is Train to Bus- Busan. That's a little bit older. Or actually, it might be like 2016. But I think it's like a Japanese zombie movie, which you don't often see. They do a lot of like ghosts coming out of wells <laughs> apparently just you know because it probably has to do with japan japan having like the highest suicide rate in the world i mean that's probably a bullshit statistic but they have extremely high suicide so maybe that's why all their horror movies are based on ghosts because all these motherfuckers are dead from jumping out of windows and going into the suicide forest and having logan paul videotape them how has nobody set that motherfucker on fire yet holy hell there's so many assholes in the world i can't handle it and what are you guys not going to do? Date them, right? If there's one thing you can take from this podcast today, don't date any more assholes. Read a book if you're lonely. A book is a great friend. Have a bottle, have a little, you know what you're gonna, your, your task is? <clears throat> if you think you yourself are currently dating an asshole, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you an exercise. I like to give people exercises. You're going to get yourself that bottle that I mentioned, the Prodigo, Nero de Avila, Sicilian Red. You're going to pick up a good novel. You know, it can even be an autobiography. I'll, I'll let you get an autobiography. I recommend Brian Cranston's 
A Life in Parts, which is a book I just finished a little while ago. Get that bottle of wine. Get that book. You're going to roll yourself a little blunt. If you don't smoke, that's fine. Roll it anyways. I'll come over and smoke it when you're done. (laughs) You're going to shut off your cell phone. You're going to turn off your TV. You're going to light a fucking candle. That candle's going to smell like vanilla or cookies. Something sweet to remind you that you are and you don't need assholes. You're going to light that candle. You're going to crack open that bottle of wine. You're going to find your favorite little nook in your house, wherever it is. Your bed, that little chair that you've had for 37 years that couch that you put together yourself from Ikea after you went through a really bad breakup and you wanted to feel independent and it took you like four weeks to figure it out, but once you sat your ass on it, after it was all assembled, you felt pretty fucking good, didn't you, girl? You're going to sit down in that little nook with that book, that bottle of wine, maybe a, bo- maybe a, a bong or a joint or some other thing that you can smoke out of. If not, just keep it there. Like I said, Jesse May will come by, scoop it up. You're going to open that book and you're going to escape a little bit because your brain is working all damn day. Our brains work too much. That's definitely a cause for a lot of mental illness in this country, an overworked brain. Take a moment to let your brain relax and don't worry about dating an asshole again because assholes are going to fog your brain and your soul with negativity. But a little bit of red wine, a book, a dog, and a blunt is just going to free your soul. It's going to free your mind. It's going to make you feel good. That's my task for you guys this week. Find some peace. Get a book, a little juice, and relax because you deserve it. And the next part of that task, delete that motherfucker's number. She don't deserve you, and he's a piece of shit. You guys have been lovely. My name's Jesse May. Keep living your truths, babies. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.